Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You can talk to me, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. We have a South Coast derby, a tasty one at the King Power, and a thigh rubber at Stamford Bridge. Greetings, everybody. Hello. Luke, Pete and Jim are with me. Why us? Uh, it's a South Coast derby, Luke Moore. Yeah, I saw that. The endless debate. <laughs> in, in the running order. <laughs> the endless debate. In the running order, I want that A. Call it what it is. To be bold. The running order. 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 He's he? he soon to be gone. I want that A to be bolded and underlined. It, it's capitalised. Bolded. bolded. Yeah. <laughs> is bolded. that right? Bolded up. Would you say bolded? In, what would you say? Bolderized. I, I'd probably say in bold. In bold mm. and, and capitalised. I like emboldened as well, though. <laughs> emboldened and underlined. A little bit of boldy. It, yeah. Italicised? Yeah. Because the thing is, Jim, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll put this out there, and I'll happily go with the consensus. No, you won't. Right? <laughs> it, you never have ever. Fair. <laughs> all fair. You would fair. pro-rogue the podcast to get around it. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, please strike that from the record. I will not go with the consensus. But I am struggling to see, other than Marcus being a naughty little sausage, sausage. why this is even in there. Because ninth v tenth, by their own admission, yeah. is is not a huge game to be talking about. But you want to give me a little dig? I'm yeah. surprised. I'm just surprised that 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 you of the the Portsmouth parish just want to talk about the top six all the time. It's an island parish as well. <laughs> it's an island parish. Is that, yeah. is that why we don't understand? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> no, but to be fair, it's a Friday night occasion. It's tonight. Yeah. It's a Friday night affair. Yeah, um, which I suppose is something to get the. Um, Get the pulse racing. You love yeah. a Friday night show. I love a Friday night game. Mm. I love yeah, it. We were we were all a bit cynical about it, weren't we? All a little mm. bit suspicious. But then oh, we uh, we aged out of going out on a Friday, and actually, it's good. <laughs> yeah, but can I also add to that? You're absolutely correct in what you say there. But can I also add to that? Let us not forget mm. the kind of weird magazine type show that Sky Sports tried to do yes. around it, oh, yes. involving Rachel Soccer Riley PM kind of thing. and uh-huh. and Jeff mm. Stelling. Mm. Was that Friday night football or Saturday night football? No, no, it was like Friday, fist, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Adam, in the pub, wasn't it? No, no, that was after. Oh, yeah, that was after. they trying to sort of do a kind of start off a soccer AM, but in the evening, but then do like some sort of TFI Friday after party. Yes. yes. 
And it was called FNF. Because I, I actually, I went to the show that Pete was thinking of as well. I thought mm. that's what you were talking about. No, no, I'm talking about the one where they had Rachel Riley yeah, okay. and Jeff Stelling and they kind of made it a bit, hey, normal people who don't like football normally, come and watch this now yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah. So anyway, that aside, okay. it's nine versus 10th. Right. What do you want from me? Okay, does anyone else have anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, what I would say... A lot of negativity over there. <laughs> what I can say, no, in, in, perhaps in more positive uh, news... Uh-huh. Is you're is, going out this Friday. Is that I... No, no. Is that... Um, Musa Gineppo has been brilliant for Southampton. He's been brilliant. Yeah. And he's gone under the radar. We didn't mention the goal he scored against Sheffield United. Well, he, which he was, popped up on the radar then, didn't he? He did. It was an absolute beauty. Not for the first time this season. And he's started uh, life in the Premier League mm-hmm. like a dad finally arriving on his first day of holiday away from the family. Just having a great time. Away from the family. Yeah, when does this that's happen? A bit, yeah. well, so that's a sad, sort of a tinge of sadness. Maybe. Think, think yeah. it. Maybe he is a bit sad as well then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, he, he, feels never, like, he feels like the shackles Luke, are off, he's going to have a great time. I never thought I'd have to go to Pete for a bit of positivity. None of us did. To my knowledge, my dad has never been on holiday without us. No, my, so, uh, my dad's dad... has been on holiday with Pete, Luke no, and I. My dad, my, I remember my, my mum, me, my sister, basically my family, were going on holiday. <laughs> and uh, my mum witnessed a man trying to get into our shed so my dad took it upon himself, like the brave oh, no. soul that he is, to stay at home mm. to fit a burglar alarm. Um, and so obviously we had to live in a shitty caravan on a haven so park. The, so yeah. the, you went on holiday without him? Yes. Yeah. And my dad had what can only be described as a fucking lovely time. Yeah. <laughs> you were in a caravan, he's in a house. What, what did he get up to? Well, I imagine it was like risky business. <laughs> Marcus, oh, he was fitting a burglar alarm. Oh yeah, when we came home, what we actually got was, you know, one of those fake boxes with an LED light that flashes. Yeah, took him five yeah. minutes, that. Yeah, took him five, five minutes. minutes. He's, an le- he's an electrical engineer. <laughs> he could have coughed that up. He's so, yeah, well, he was there. I, I, he was I there. hate to think what happened before you Marcus, returned. Marcus, this is what happens if you were going to start the uh-huh. show with this type of game. Mm. Right. Forgive me, everybody. <laughs> um, but, uh, Peter, you like a dribbler. Sorry. On the pitch, on the pitch. <laughs> and uh, Musa Gineppo is that. Well, so apparently you... you don't call him Gineppo, but I can't for the life of me remember how to pronounce what it's supposed to be. I oh, think, is that right? I, thought, oh. I, was, I was fairly convinced it was Musa Gineppo. Yeah, apparently it's slightly different, but uh, I, again, well, I, have no Dineppo, more, I, have no, I have no um, further on that, quite but, frankly. But big Musa, he has he scored some lovely goals. Well, two lovely goals. And ju- you just like to see a player who's clearly enjoying themselves and, and clearly have got, has got the pleasant system where he's got the freedom to, yeah. to, to express himself. Mm. I, I think it's actually very impressive how quickly Southampton have, have got back on track mm-hmm. from, uh, from where they sort of, you know, Things started to go awry and they ended up with Mark Hughes um, at the helm. But obviously Ralph Hasenhutl has come in and it's, it's, it's back in that sort of production line of, of promising young managers mm. and, and, and exciting, um, you know, unearthed gems coming into the club. And it looked like that might have been a thing of the past. But this season they look they look like they're... I mean, they look like they're going to be very comfortable this season, you would think. Yeah, they got off to a terrible start losing... Uh quite handily away mm. to Burnley although it was only about a sort of 10 15 minute yeah. period but still though I think was it 3-0 they lost uh, then I, they lost to Liverpool but they they were a little that. bit better I mean they they had a chance to, to equalize early but since they've won three drawn once in their last four only conceding that that delightful Daniel James goal look against Absolutely. United and I do think just to pick up what Jim said I think that they did get into a situation I think we can all agree where they were massively underperforming for the players they had mm. and they they reset when Hassan Hutel came in and, and, and they benefit from having a coach who's got very clear ideas about what he wants to do and how he wants to do it and obviously players can respond to that but I, I feel you know a little bit of sympathy for Mark Hughes because he's got himself into a situation mm. where didn't really know what type of football they were playing, what they were doing, and he, and he, and he also cut, cuts quite a negative-looking fi- figure, you know. So when Hasenhutl comes in and works them hard and is clear and defined with his ideas, that's going to benefit them. And I think they were punching well below their weight before he came in. Um, I agree with Jim that they're going to be comfortable this season. I think that's absolutely right. Um, you think they're going to be comfortable? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, don't... I think this season's quite hard to pick out who you think might go down, actually. I know it's early days. Oh, okay. But... You, you, you think they'd have a chance of being, of being no, in trouble? No, I just, I just thought you might stick the boot in a bit more. Um, but the thing is, you've <laughs> you got to remember, Southampton are playing Portsmouth in the Carabao Cup next week. Mm. Oh, yes. And Portsmouth are in absolutely abysmal and form. And so... that's the <laughs> South Coast derby. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And I'd, I don't want to sort of tempt fate by calling them a load of old shit. No, yeah. but if you but if you but if you think they're going to go down, then then it's not going to have any impact. No, I don't. But I, I genuinely no, don't think. Yeah, that but well. also, also as well, speaking from experience um, of this sort of thing, I try to be quite, as, as measured about Spurs as I can. So when they <laughs> so when they truly screw up, I can really enjoy it, and I, I respect Luke taking the same approach. <laughs> All yeah. right, fair enough, fair enough. What about Bournemouth though? Um, they've had a mixed start to the season. Good win against Everton last yeah. uh, uh, Sunday. They're the two main men 
Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser got the goals. A lovely finish from um, Wilson for his second one. Yeah. Just proper clipped, but high. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> it, was, it was a high clip. A clump? A, 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 it's like a big dink. It's like your whole brain shut down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, would you call it a clink? Well, there's normally, there's normally a term for it, like a dink or a, or a, or a whatever, but it's like, I don't, I don't know how you describe that one. Clipped, clipped but high. Yeah, clipped, but <laughs> high. I, cha- high. I changed where I was from as well. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said that um, if Southampton uh, win or even get a point, they, uh, oh no, if, they, if they're getting a double digits, basically, they're doing it 11 Matches before they released, uh, before they reached that mark last season. Right. Oh wow! So that's uh, obviously such a stinky start. But... Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> stinky start. <clears throat> stinky start. Um, Callum Wilson uh, got a lot of praise from. I think it was Graham Soonis actually, <clears throat> which was which is nice to see. Mm. But he 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 really is a proper Premier League forward, isn't he? I, know, yeah. I mean, he has been for some time. But England international. So when you see him scoring a couple of goals, he's such a weapon for Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, leading the line up there, and and also with um with with Ryan Fraser, you know it's good to see them linking again as they did so effectively last season, mm. for that to kind of carry on. But the, the the player that um it's really great to see back in the Bournemouth side is Lewis Cook. Started for for Bournemouth after a, a nine month injury uh, mm. layoff with a, with a cruciate knee injury. It was a very serious injury. Was he not in an England squad before? He that? was. He yeah. was. Yeah, I think yeah. he might have featured actually. He may well have one cap. Okay. He's certainly in the squad. Um, but he spent uh, time at special rehab places in Qatar and, and Philadelphia. And you think to yourself, you, you can forget he's a very young player. Yeah. That that amount of time out, and then going to mm. those faraway places while football is still carrying oh, on. Mate, well, one thing, oh. one the thing. psychology, or the or the what would it? The, the, the psychological sort of psychological effect. Str- yeah, the toughness you need. One yeah. thing I've I think I've learned from doing ramble meets with lots of ex players is injuries is such a big thing for for players. Mm. There's a point I don't think the rest of us fully appreciate how. It, it means you you are taken away from the group, your teammates, your colleagues. Yeah. You are forced to do things on your mm-hmm. own. Some cases, when it's a serious injury, you can't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, if you say to someone, the job you love doing for the next six months, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to get anywhere near mm-hmm. doing it. Now, I know they get pay, paid well at this level, and that's that's probably a salve to, to their wound, uh, metaphorically speaking. But no, there's no substitute for it. Men- mentally, they have to be very, very mm-hmm. tough. And, they, and these are all pretty young men as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. The boy, I was going to just ask yeah. you guys about Bournemouth going into this game. Marcus, you mentioned they beat um, Everton fairly handily. Mm. But interestingly, Ryan Fraser didn't start. Mm. He came on and scored, um, possibly because of international break or whatever. Seems to me Eddie Howe's got a decision to make now then, because Ryan Fraser yeah. is one of his better players. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of injuries. I think they've got six first 11 injuries they do have a fair few injuries yeah and so will they bring Fraser back in or will he stick with the same team that beat Everton yeah because he had um, Billing and Cook I think Mm. in in the centre of the pit he tends to like a sort of a bit more of a 4-4-2 I suppose sometimes um, he mixes up a little bit I hear that uh, Felix McGath uh, sent a lot of players to Philadelphia Yeah, very good. Thank you. What's that for? No, you should have said he used used Philadelphia, maybe. No, no, he sent them to Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, because he uses cheese Cheese. on on the injury. For those who don't remember, they said... That's so obscure that even people on the show don't get it. Mm. Not for me, I like it. (laughs) But I I like you spent a good three, four minutes coming up with that. Well, no, I was was ready, but then Luke jumped in. Sorry, mate. He took the the initiative into other places. No point wasting it. Sorry. If I had known it had been that groundbreaking, I would have stayed, I would respectfully taken a step back. Yeah. Well, for cheese those, hauling. For, for those who don't remember, yeah, Felix Maguette said it wasn't just the cheese. It was, I think he said it to... Um, Gary Cahill, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, I think it was uh, Hangerland. He was oh, Hangerland. What am I thinking of Cahill? They yes. look similar. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was to Hangerland. He said, rub some cheese on where where, where the, the muscle strain or, mm. or yeah. whatever it is, but also speak to your mother on the phone yeah. because that'll sort of calm you <laughs> yeah. and the this whole the effect. I, I don't actually mind the, the man won the joke. Bundesliga. Yeah, I don't mind the obscure joke, Mark, because mm. it's the three or four minutes explanation after yeah, we've yeah, got to get yeah, Well, we didn't yeah. need it because, I mean, people are just... It's a ramble trope, I would argue. People will yeah. get it with it. Yeah. Right, yeah, people will just be tweeting you a week going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do we, when, when, we, when, we, when we look back on this... Um, decision to open the show with Bournemouth free Samantha so mm. Bournemouth will we be happy with it I'd be very happy do with more him. of it again I just think that, that Lewis Cook didn't need to go to Qatar or indeed Philadelphia he no. could have stayed at home with some cheddar or something <laughs> yeah. just You've just, that, that's what Pete said yeah yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> why I know, are you trying to like piece together my fractured gags and put them into one underwhelming without one. Philadelphia there's no link to cheese is yeah. there look forward to I'm next a, week when we open the show with Wolves versus Watford I see think, would I you think... rather us enjoy the joke or just skip over like we did last week when Jim did his little secret one oh, I don't, 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 don't reference I, it secret. Jim standing... does have bigger jokes but he's not used them yet <laughs> Marcus right. he's time to talk about Chelsea versus Liverpool yes there we go there we go <laughs>
<laughs> Don't be so disrespectful to the, to Southampton and Bournemouth. We we will be we, we are we, going to be in Bournemouth. We're going to we? be in Bournemouth, Luke Moore, and you're going to have to face the music that night. If you yes. hate Luke Moore, get yourself to the Bournemouth. <laughs> <show>. <laughs> That's what it's come to. Exactly. Ramblelife.com. That'll be a sellout by the end of the week. If you hate me, <laughs> if you hate me, go to ramblelife.com and help line my pockets. <laughs> don't worry, I'll make sure people of Bournemouth and surrounding areas that the proceeds for that gig don't go anywhere yeah. near that. Safe man. in the knowledge that whatever you do, I'll have the last laugh. I won't. I won't. But the reason I'm happy about we're talking about Chelsea v Liverpool, Marcus, <laughs> is because. I've never thought I'd better no, no. I never thought I'd better say this, and I feel like we should commemorate it in some kind of way. Virgil Van Dyke made a high-profile mistake midweek. Yes. Oh. yes, and he lost his rag a little bit as well, didn't he? Which you also don't see. So because we don't see him make mistakes. Well, exactly. Right. Yeah, I guess they, they, they go hand in hand. He told his teammates not to panic. Yeah. after the game. Mm. <laughs> I'm still a sim guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the reason that they said told him not to panic is presumably people like like I was thinking. Um, that there's been some kind of rip in the fabric of space and time that such an event could take place. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be worried about whether you know, gravity starts to bend around him or what's going to happen next. Well, both sides, of course, lost in the Champions League uh, this mm, week. Yeah. I mean, Virgil van Dijk made a mistake and so did Ross Barkley. Mm, he did. Less surprising. <laughs> that was strange, that, because obviously Ross Barkley missed the penalty and there was a lot of hoo-ha about who was going to take it on the pitch. But actually, the BT Sport commentators, it was like they could predict the future because they, they it was like they could feel the tension and we're upping it with, with each passing sentence and then obviously skims it off the top of the bar, doesn't oh, it? You've, you've, it's not what you want. You've, you've got to put that away. Got to score. I, I have to say, I mean, Frank Lampard sort of played it down and said, well, he is one of the designated penalty takers. But but for me, you know... I thought that was the right thing to say. I thought it was the right thing to say to put that to bed. But yeah. behind the, behind closed doors, I'm sure there'll be a conversation or two there. <coughs> Absolutely, Jim. Excuse me. Um, Jim, Jim, you're right, Jim. <laughs> that's a joke that won't go under the radar let's not Peter. point out jokes the rest yes, of the okay. show no, I will if I want okay. <laughs> but I think Ross Barkley needs to go to Philadelphia <laughs> um, no I think that uh, I think if you saw the reactions of Jorginho and Willian Willian particularly was angry I, I actually thought Willian I understand Barkley's you know the initial uh, action from Barkley is a bit poor because Jorginho takes the penalties and despite missing one in the League Cup final shootout but it's, champ- it's the first game in the Champions League spirits are in the sky yes and yeah. so Jorginho realises that he's not going to get the ball off Barkley so Jorginho did what Mitrovic did to uh, uh, Abubakar yeah. uh, and said Fulham, yeah. Uh, yeah at Fulham and said alright you, almost like you've got my blessing. All right, good luck, pal. Mm. Yeah, Jorginho was actually pretty, seemed pretty gracious yes. about it, didn't he? And, and gave him a genuine well, sort of because I think Jorginho is is thinking, no, no, I, I should take the penalty. I should take the penalty. After a while, one has to give. Mm. Penalty's not... just a big pass. Sure, I'm really good at that, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and so uh, you have to give the ball over at some point, or you have to let the guy who's got the ball take the penalty. Willian just seemed to almost like stare him out like a boxer. Mm. And I yeah. thought to myself, that was actually quite poor from William. It, it looked like to me, like he had completely forgotten that it's what's important is the team yeah. and, and the, the win. Now, of course, he would then argue, well, "I told you, I told you, you didn't have, you shouldn't have yeah, taken well. it." And then, and then the manager's got to get a grip of them. The reason the manager's got to get a grip of them is because it's happening over and over again. This, mm. this seems to me to be happening much more than ever happened in the past. Yeah. Possibly a reflection of this individual kind of aspect of football now mm-hmm. that we never used to see before. I know it makes me sound like an old man, but back in the day, I don't. Well, Lampard himself had this once. It was an important game for Chelsea. They were at home. Lampard gets the ball because he was the, the taker and Drogba wanted to take it. That's and right. Lampard was no and wouldn't have it. And, and yeah. fortunately for Lampard, he did score the penalty. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, it was difficult, of course, when that's going on the pitch. But uh, this, will, this will be a thigh rubber this weekend, though, won't it? This will be, yeah. Um, I mean, Chelsea will be disappointed, of course, they lost to Valencia. And Liverpool will be disappointed they lost to, to Napoli. But with that, with the, the much talked about sort of Chelsea being a little bit soft at the centre... At the moment, that's I what mean, you fear. The for last yeah. team you want to be playing against, absolutely. <laughs> and Liverpool will they will want to go to town on on Chelsea as well and keep up their perfect record in the league. I think it's uh, it's a shame for for Mason Mount get, picking up an injury as well. Uh, probably oh, good for really Barkley sad. because yeah. he can obviously step straight in and By try the way, and put Jim, that miss right. That was an awful challenge. It oh, really yeah. was. It really he's really lucky was. to stay on the pitch. And for actually, that. you know what? I think Cockerlan went straight down to him, didn't he? he? Was asking him if he was okay, and I think that was a little bit of like trying to cover up. 
Oh, no, but I think, I think it can happen. I don't, I don't know if he necessarily meant it maliciously. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't set out to injure him, but at yeah. the same time, like he knows, like, oh, God, that's probably a red. But he's straight <laughs> down there going, oh, you're right. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to sort of... The other thing that players <laughs> do is... Did you like that? Did you, did you like that? <laughs> more you left a Philadelphia I've got another foot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the other thing that players do a lot in that kind of situation is that they pretend they're themselves injured, don't they? Yeah. 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 To try and deflect. Oh, no, no! I think I've broken my metatarsal doing that. The absolute finest peak example of that is when Luis Suarez bit Giorgio Chiellini, he went down holding his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he did as well. Ah, it's hard. Yeah. What are you trying to imply happened here? He's just shouldered me in the teeth. Yeah. Um, I should say, by the way, Betway, of course, I sponsored the previous show here on Football Roundwood Daily. Um, I'm putting out a first goal wins offer on Chelsea v Liverpool, which is on Sunday. Essentially, if you bet... Uh, you, you, basically you get paid out as a winner as soon as your backed team has scored first regardless of the full time result of the game right. so if you back a team they score first you win whatever happens if you go to betway.com you'll get more details there but don't forget to bet the responsible way I think that's a really good offer I, 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 I think that's very very interesting yeah before we move on to the emails little mention for uh, Mr Llorente oh, yeah, in a Napoli yeah. shirt he said before the game he wanted revenge on Liverpool for, because they beat his Spurs side in the final and he got a goal against them he's scoring a unimportant goal that your team were going to win anyway in a group stage match it's unimportant it killed them off let me All right. uh, full and whole revenge oh, for losing a Champions League I final I think it's a little something it's a little taster exactly a little yeah. taster <laughs> oh by the way before we go to the email I should say um, special thoughts go out to the family and friends of Fernando Rickson well, who yeah. sadly mm. passed away losing mm. his battle with motor neurone disease yesterday at the tender age of just 43. Very, very sad story. Um, mm. He's done a great job in raising awareness for, for, for the condition, the debilitating disease that it is. Um, that's worth checking out if you get a chance. But yeah, yeah rest in peace, Fernando. Yeah, very definitely, sad. Definitely. Mm. Um, all right then, let's have some emails with PTD. Yes, it is time for emails. And um, What's thought... coming next? It's got to the point now where I just don't know what's mm. coming next. Yeah. We're hurtling towards the end of September. We're nearly in October. I think everyone's across the fact that the new email address is what it is. Yeah. So I'm thinking... I'm going to retire the original email. Right, I quit. What do you mean? I'm out of here. People know what the email address is, so okay. we don't need right. the email jingle. Right. right. So I've, I've been back to the well. Oh, no. This may have cost me in the region of £200, but I'll be damned if it isn't the greatest email jingle known to man. If you'd like to get in touch and get your email read out, just email show at footballrambledaily.com. <laughs> Emphasis on well done. That's my favourite song. What a gig! Play it again. <laughs> me and Pete, the... are you are you surreptitiously making an album through <laughs> us? Like that guy that made one in the Apple Store. Yeah, sorry, I was clearly alive. Uh, sorry, is this, all, is this all you do now? Yeah, <laughs> outside of the studio, liaise with outside contractors about about uh, email jingles. Pete, a little sincerely, an honest question for I think we were all thinking about right. here. Was that recorded live at one of our warm-up live shows? I think it was, yes. Mm. Yeah, and people could get tickets for those. They can indeed. At ramblelive.com, can't they? They can indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, as, as I understand it as well, Pete, you're doing a little tour with your band in the same cities that we're performing at. <laughs> yeah, just before just we go It's like Roger yeah. Waters in, the, uh, in, in, in his band. I think I, I think I speak on behalf of our, audio, our listeners when I, when I think, how... How does that conversation start when Pete goes back to them and says, I know what you mean. You, oh yeah, you remember me from the... Uh, yeah. I want another one. Yeah. I'll happily pay another 200 pounds. Yeah, yeah. What is the woman thinking well, I was about who was recording say, these songs? I think I, the word's cha-ching. I, I, I've got a couple of points on that. I, so you, you've touched on it there. Mm. I think that you're clearly sort of paying off her mortgage or something mm. for yeah. her. Uh, and, uh, and secondly, Some more kind to of the listeners mark, actually. Some kind of I, I, I would say so. Um, this is the, You've got to be careful with Petey. Yeah, because mm. if if you come at him, he will retaliate. He's like Joe Pesci in Casino. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, you go over the knife. He comes back. You exactly. Yeah. People people complained in their droves. Yeah. About that email jingle. Mm. Now you see what happens. Sometimes, exactly. sometimes you've just got to count your blessings. Marcus knows. <laughs> Marcus knows which side his bread is Philadelphia, <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that if he upsets me, he's getting the full going for glow jingle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Indeed. A lot right. of people getting involved on the emails. In I, the I completely forgot what we're even doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I completely forgot. All you got to do is tell people you like Pete. Pete you like something really, really much, and you yeah. want more of it, and then it'll go. Pete, yeah. I wrote the tone. Co I wrote the tone code down for the edit here it's for email. Three hours, three four. minutes ago, <laughs> three whole minutes ago. A lot of people getting involved in the topic on the emails. Do you like Pete? The uh, topics. Quite a uh, quite a Brexit-like result, uh, really. With the do you oh, like no. Pete uh, vote? Not not people just it, really angry. Well, not because it was really <laughs> close. It was just the more disappointing vote was from my dad. So that, oh. 
Um, hello, chaps. Uh, I was listening to you through the internationals, and I was upset to say the least that you didn't cover Wales, having covered all the home nations, albeit briefly. I'll cover it for you for you uh, in this email. Gigs out. Thanks, lads. <laughs> Enjoy your stuff. That's James. Abby. We did cover Wales. Abby is furious that him and his mate Ollie Taylor bought tickets to the Ramble Hackney Show, and now Ollie is bailing. Apparently, he was whinging earlier in the year mm. that the Ramble never tour, and now he's too busy with work to go. And now Abby is heading down from Bristol to uh, London, all on his lonesome. Well, on that fact, Ben has just started listening to the uh, Football Ramble, and he fancies attending a live show. Unfortunately, he says none of my mates listen to the Football Ramble, so I'm forced to attend alone. Do you reckon now uh, we can get Football Ramble daily lonely person system going uh, to help me and others out? Mate, so on that on that note, Pete, gen- as a, genuinely a, a sincere point. I have been on Football Ramble daily Twitter. Mm getting people to tweet saying if they go on their own mm. and then retweeting it and getting people to hook up with each other so yeah. it's a bit of a family thing happening and we did have about 15-ish people the other day mm. saying tweeting us saying I'm going alone is there people, anyone else coming alone and as far as I know there's a little bit of a community going on so if you are thinking of coming on your own check us out on Twitter put something out there uh, and we will share it and get you hooked up with people because mm. it's, it's like a big family anyway of course well, it is there are so many people who I personally know who have met through listening to the Football exactly. Ramble. And, and when they come to the live show, you can actually meet, have a drink, stay have a Pete's. giggle. It's not stay at Pete's. Yeah. I'll, I'll be uh, travelling yeah. on my own. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the same as you. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I met you on the show, Pete. So. <laughs> I know, exactly. So, we've, we we've unified. Uh, so if you want to get to the show, it's uh, show at footballrambledaily.com. Excellent. Now it's time for a break. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. I'm delighted to announce that our shows in the US are now um, on full sale at ramblelive.com. From the 5th, 6th, 7th and 8th of November, we are playing New York, Brooklyn, Toronto and Chicago. Um, Their tickets are flying. They were available on pre-sale from Tuesday. If you followed us on social media, you would have seen that. If you want further information, kind of little behind the scenes type things you should follow us on social media for these types of things at Football Ramble Daily uh, on Instagram and at Football Ramble on Twitter but general sale for those four US shows at the beginning of November are now available at ramblelive.com please go out there and get your tickets to avoid disappointment of course tickets for our shows in England are also still on sale please get in there as well before they go ramblelive.com our our tour starts at Hackney on Thursday uh, the 26th and goes all the way through October mm. at a town in England near you. Do not delay. 
buy them today. Really mm-hmm. look forward to the Alexandra Palace show next Saturday as well. That's going to mm. be big. Oh, it's Saturday night. Big. Saturday, Saturday night. night dance. Ali I like Pally. the mayor you woo. Move. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Move. We're going to party in Woodgreen, baby. Free tub of um, cream cheese of your <laughs> brand of choice with every purchase. Anyway. We, uh, me and Luke got our uh, visas yesterday, so we're, we're good for the US as well, which is good. Mm. Oh, yeah. that's that's That was a whatever. Did you go, have you guys got your US visa? Yeah, I've got mine. Soon enough, brothers. Marcus will do his last. Enough. All right. Tasty one at the King Power. It's Red Leicester City versus Spurs. <laughs> Third versus fifth. Is that better, Luke? I prefer that. Right. Mm. Leicester come unstuck against United and we didn't have time to discuss it on Monday after we all tipped Leicester to win. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was a deeply, deeply dull game. Oh, it was so, so boring. Yeah. So boring. And, so boring. Um, but they... they they remain a good team. I mean, there's no, there's no reason they can't get a, a decent result at home, particularly to Spurs, who who I thought su- suffered badly with concentration against Olympiacos mm. in the Champions League midweek. And you know, whether you, whether you want to call it intensity that po- like Pochettino did, or you want to call it concentration, like Sir Alex Ferguson always used to in Europe, teams who are in there are used to winning games, and mm. you've got to be on it. And they will have to be exactly the same against Leicester because Leicester have got a lot of good players. And they've got big Brendy Rogers in the dugout. Mm. Pochettino was was pretty angry with his players after the game. He said they didn't respect the plan. They they yeah. lacked intensity. He was saying the desire that he said they showed against Crystal Palace. I mean, they threw away that two goal lead in Olympiacos. Now, that's an away trip. You know, the fans are very raucous there. Blah blah blah. Olympiacos has got some good players. You know, Val Buena. Uh, yeah, nice to see his name pop up again. Oh yeah, we gave him a little mensch yesterday. Of course. Um, I mean, it is a disappointing result considering Spurs went to the final last. I mean, if you've got a 2-0 lead, I understand that. But I, it was it was interesting because I, those results can happen, yeah. uh, especially in you know, away ties in Champions League, first, first one of the season. Um, but Pochettino, it shows you that he means business. I mean, he always means business, but but the way he talks about his players, it was kind of like, I'm not having that. Yeah. But, they, but Marcus, they did exactly the same as this against Arsenal in the North London derby. Yeah, well, two- perhaps that maybe that's where the frustration is. Well, I don't know if it's too early to suggest there's a trend there, but you can't go... I mean, against against Crystal Palace, it's perhaps a little bit different because you know, they're, although they've started fairly well, they're not a team at the level of Arsenal or a Champions League team. Also, they were at home for that game. Absolutely, um, we saw it against uh, at the Emirates. Tunnel up. Um, they don't make it to half time, crucially, um, without conceding a goal, mm. which again is exactly what happened against Olympiacos in the Champions League. They think they can coast through to half time and then regroup and all the rest of it. What happens against Arsenal? Well, they can see one injury time of, of the first mm. half. What happens against Olympiacos? They can see one with about 30 seconds left of the first mm. half there. So you can imagine that's the kind of thing that would annoy a manager, any manager. Oh, isn't yeah. it? Jermaine Genus was fuming at uh, Christian Eriksen's performance. Yeah, and, and it's coming for a bit of criticism from a, from a lot of places. It, it, I mean, mm. it's perhaps a too obvious a, uh, a, a, an explanation, but it, it, has his head been turned? Well, because that's, this that's isn't the problem. A, this isn't a player that you would normally associate no. with, uh, with kind of... A lack of intensity. A lack of effort or intensity. Absolutely. Who's that you're talking about, sorry? Eriksen. But yeah. the problem for Eriksen is, is now every time he doesn't play well, people mm. go, oh, well, yeah. you know, and, and, and so there's a whole kind of uh, a mental side of that that they're going to have to well he in particular obviously but that they're going to have to manage that a, a mm. little bit better and actually he's perhaps scrutinised more anyway yeah you know? Dele Alli was back yeah he's not played that much this season that is a big plus mm. for, for Spurs mm. he was involved in a bit uh, again obviously they didn't win the game and so on but I'm starting to worry I, I worry about um, Dele Alli's overall contribution to be honest do you hear? yeah I think I mean, if you, last season very truncated season found it difficult and I've I heard a stat I can't it staggered me so much I can't actually remember it now but last night, the last time he scored a goal in the Champions League, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a long, long time ago now. His contribution in terms of goals... what a beautiful was... assist for Lucas Moura for that uh, goal, the decisive one against Ajax. <laughs> yes, Lucas yes. Moura scored a lovely one midweek he as did well, indeed. didn't he? Yeah. I, th- I think he might be being a touch harsh on Delia. I mean, we'll see as the sort of season plays out, of course. But I think, what was it in... He's had a difficult time with injury, I, I would concede yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, last season, what did he score? Premier League five, five Premier League goals in 25 yeah, games? I think when he first burst through, and perhaps this is unfair... Um, because of the age at which he which he broke through, I think we were all expecting him to be a sort to almost grow into a sort of Gerard or Lampard style figure, you know, and just be really really consistent. And his impact in was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It was eighteen goals and seven assists in his first season in Premier League, and I think people were uh, was first full was it second season? Anyway, he 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 went from strength to strength. Maybe Mm. now we're just seeing a settling. Maybe injuries have have kind of set him back a little bit. Yeah. so perhaps I am being harsh there, but I I, I haven't seen him make a, a proper consistent contribution for a while. He is worth pointing out. He's only twenty three still. Yeah, probably. absolutely. But he's not a player that you necessarily worry about 
now if your team are playing Spurs it used to be that he, he would be one you have to really really keep quiet but it doesn't he doesn't really seem to be affecting games in the same that way that comes to like headlines and youth though, doesn't perhaps, it perhaps really? yeah. Marcus do you think that people kind of pigeonhole a player and go oh because of what he's done in this last two or three seasons he's now in quotes a good player mm-hmm. and he's always going to be that good player but actually what happens is form ebbs and flows yeah. Uh, apart from for the very, very best players, and he isn't one of those, certainly not yet. Mm. No, yeah, I, I I just look at the the game he had against Olympiacos, and I thought he was one of the more positive aspects for Spurs, actually. I thought I, Winks was their best player in that game. Personally. Yeah, I, well, I said one of the more positive yeah. aspects. Winks was, yeah, I wasn't saying Deliade was the best player, but I, I thought that his overall contribution was, was pretty positive, and I think that him coming back for Spurs is... He's definitely a plus. Um, it would be interesting to see, to, to use the comparison of James Madison, what will happen there, because James Madison it, for mm. Leicester is getting all the praise that mm. Dele Alli did, mm. you know, a couple of years ago, whenever it was. And Madison is um, a, a player who can chip in with goals, but he's not got the, the goal scoring kind Matt. of rate that, yeah, yeah. that uh, you know, sort of Paul mm. Skulls or someone like that has. Uh, and, and assists can, the assist stats can be misleading. They, they can, obviously help and, and they have their value but if you, just because you don't provide that that pass I mean Madison's created a lot of chances and, and, and people so, haven't yeah. taken them yeah yeah exactly yeah. so I think mm. I think Madison could you know talking about Dele Alli that way we could be in a situation next year with James Madison people going well actually has he had the impact yeah. and so on I'm, I'm going to call this game a lunchtime treat are you Saturday 12.30 well, look forward no. to it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely I might watch up before going to see less than Jake in Birmingham mm, oh, I, might, I might get up for that one <laughs> <laughs> good, on, good on you Jim yeah. well done Jimmy good man alright let's uh, let's go to an afternoon treat uh, afternoon which, delight uh, yes it's exactly afternoon delight Burnley versus Norwich <laughs> 13th versus 14th Luke you Moore. know how to pick them, mate. Um, something, something that's gone under the radar again, and something we should get. get We've up got to, to get this radar looked at. I was going to say, we need to, so you need much. to lower your radar. <laughs> we need to get back up to speed on stories like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Burnley midfielder Danny Drinkwater out for two weeks after sustaining ankle ligament damage in a nightclub fight. Yeah. Oh, come oh, on! Now that's ramble. That's <laughs> ramble stuff. Presumably, this is some sort of kickboxing fight as well. If he's hurt his ankle, Sean Dyche was angry. I bet he was angry. He yeah. said they are human beings and people do get in scrapes. And he's old enough and wise enough to know whatever you do, you can do to get out of, out of scrapes or whatever. He, whatever he fucking said. Um, <laughs> he said we've had a chat with him. What happened? What was the situation? Okay, let's move away from that. Now, where do we go from here? That's where we're at. <laughs> there we go. And then he said, it, but it will remain private. Right. You've essentially confirmed he was in a fight in a nightclub. So <laughs> yeah. it's not that private, is it? Oh, what is going on with Danny Drinkwater? It's such a talented Danny player. Danny, drink more than water by the sounds it, of it. Sounds of it. No, you right? can't say that. He might not have been, he might have been sober. He might have been. Someone might have had a pop at him. Well, juice well, is yeah. more than water. So Jim's actually within the realms of... Uh, soft drinks. Exactly. The soft drink realm. Could have had too much sugar. It could have. It could well have done. A pint of Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot to mention in the James Madison set, did you see that picture of him and Jay-Z? Or yes, Jay-Z, no. as we don't call him here. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. And the Leicester, because Jay-Z looked, he looked sort of quite bemused and almost sort of slightly, I don't know, sad maybe or something? He had like a hat and glasses on. Yeah, there, there were other photos which uh, yeah. were a bit more jovial. <laughs> but the Leicester, I think it was the official Leicester City Football Club account tweeted, uh, here's James Madison with a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Just, nice. Love that. Behavior. But yes, back to, to Burnley versus uh, uh, Norwich. Um, of course, Burnley snatched a late point at Brighton last weekend. Lovely Jeff Hendrick goal. Mm. It was a beauty. Oh, it was. It was a pity. I know you enjoyed that one. I, well, I said it on the podcast, didn't I? Yes. It was yeah. one of my faves. Yes, exactly. It was an important, important point for Burnley, I would say, is they'd lost two on the bounce. I remember I remember that came through because they played at three o'clock last weekend, Burnley. I, I think, think they was... might have done. Anyway, it, there was a. I was listening, I had the radio on when I was pottering around and. Um, the, the commentator, whoever it was on that game, went mad about the goal because of the beauty, mm. but he kept saying it was Jay Rodriguez. Uh, and, then, uh, and the climb down he had to make a couple of minutes later where they went uh, back to him and he went, oh, um, that goal, uh, yeah, it wasn't Jay Rodriguez, it was actually uh, Jeff Hendrick. It was wow. on the break though, wasn't it? Yeah, but, and I was, yeah, but I was thinking, poor old Jeff Hendrick, he doesn't get that many, does he? He came in from he deep. A few. Not, but not as many that'd be happy to give those kind of ones. Oh, away. yeah, yeah, not as good as <laughs> yeah. that. Though. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. Well, uh, Burnley haven't won since the opening day of the season. They obviously lost at Arsenal, were unlucky not to win at Wolves, lost to Liverpool and drew with Brighton. So They benefited from the fact that They've not Wol- been in the Europa League. Wolves appear to be the new Burnley. <laughs> yeah. And people have forgotten about the old Burnley who are actually quite bad as well. Well, I fancied a decent season for Burnley this year. Did I say top 10 finish or something like that? I did remember. I? Well, they're only two points off that, mate, at this early stage. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So you're Lucky not out of the woods yet. I think I maybe said 10th finish or something. But yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking that Burnley could, could click again after last season's... Because, uh, you know, you think about 
I know we talked about him a bit, but Ashley Barnes is adding a few goals in mm. there. Goalkeeper situation is probably better because Pope's back. Yes, um, they kept hold of uh, Tarkovsky in, yeah. in defence. Um, so I, I think I think that you know got Danny Drinkwater to come back. Uh, I know a, um, <laughs> I, I, I read earlier that. Norwich have sold out their allocation as well for this game. What right. a win against Man City will do for you. Well, they're all going up there. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah, yeah that you should They've say. stayed up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the sort of general area. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, this will be a very different match, uh, of course. The game was at Carrow Road, though, Jim, of course. Yeah. On, uh, on, yeah, I definitely knew that. <laughs> on um, attendances, though, um, I think I said in the WhatsApp group, um, I think Newcastle's uh, sold tickets for the Brighton match is so low that the match they organised a boycott for, Arsenal at home, might be the highest... Uh, selling game of the season, <laughs> of fun, which is very Newcastle, oh, very enjoyable. Oh dear. <laughs> well, this match will be very different, as I say, from the Man City game. Two contrasting styles, Burnley Norwich. Two contrasting voices on the touchline. Mm, so, Jim, this is your wish. You mentioned this. I don't yeah. know whether you would mention it because you knew this fixture. You no, know, this was is just a happy coincidence. Okay. All right. Would you like to? Um, Say a bit well, it's more the man that. that gargles sand against the man who's trying not to wake a sleeping giant that only he can see. <laughs> <laughs> but which one's which? <laughs> <laughs> but if he did wake that giant, I think that Daesh and Fark could take him down. Yeah, I reckon maybe this is the time that we are going to hear Daniel Fark's real voice. Do you remember when Phil Neville first started doing co-coms and someone pointed out that he sounded like he was doing it from a cupboard and he didn't want to wake <laughs> the, the bedroom and he wanted to wake someone up? He was like whispering, yeah, and yeah, what if uh, they yeah. Got, yeah, and they need to they need to get forward more. <laughs> Whereas Daniel Farker's doing that, he's got a whispery element to it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, very mm. much so. But mm. uh, they're, they're two of the hardest managers in the league. You would think, yeah, it's an old trope we haven't explored in a while, but they'd mm. certainly be in there. You would think, yeah. in the conversation. I think I'd rather, I think I'd rather have a dust up with Dyche than than Farker. Farker seems like a, an unknown quantity, doesn't mm. he? Although Farker's much more lends his name much more to me getting him angry by using his name as an insult. True mm. enough. I don't know if he'd rise to it though. What about on the pitch, though, gentlemen? What do we what do we think? I, don't I mean, think Norwich... either of them will start. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh... Well, I, th- I think as you you accurately pointed out, Marcus, I think the, the pertinent thing you've said there is it's a completely different challenge, mm. and 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 there could be. We've seen it a hundred times before. I said that they've sold their allocation, Norwich fans, and good on them. But there could be a huge element of um, after the Lord Mayor show about this, and what Farker's got to do is re. Um, purpose his team and make sure they're motivated because beating Man City at home in I mean Jack Dean who does a show on Stakarf he was at, he was at Norwich for the first ever um, time for the Man City game and he said to Brilliant. me it's the best it's the best atmosphere he's ever seen at a game mm, yeah. they were pumping they couldn't believe their luck now you go he away does to, go to West Ham at the Olympics that's what I was trying to do with it but to go away to Burnley is a far different proposition in all, in all different ways so how they manage that that um, that situation will be key, and but it's there for the taking. If Norwich play their game and they go at teams and they try and score, um, I think Burnley are a team that score a huge amount of goals, so they could have a bit of joy there. Have, you, have you seen that uh, Eric Peters is uh, best friends with Tim Krull? Oh, that's nice. And so they've got like this personal, interpersonal kind of battle going on, and they oh. get the, one of them will get the bragging rights unless it's a draw, and then so everything's friends the, again. It's the Peters Krull derby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. if, it's funny if you look at the games Burnley have played and the points they've got from them. I mean. It's not impossible to to see Norwich getting something from this. Well, no, of course not. But I, I think Dyche, it's funny, it almost sort of helps Burnley the way Norwich come off the back of that Man City game because he'll obviously have looked at the way they play, whereas Man City would probably turn up to somewhere like Norwich and not really worry too much about the opposition because they're so good. And, and especially as they were um, down a number of players who were injured, whereas I think Dyche will look at this and go, right, Let's let's spoil their momentum, and and his mm. Burnley side are very good at that. Uh, so I, I I think it's a tough one to call. Actually, I, I think um, the, the the previous result Norwich had against Manchester City that doesn't make me think that they will win this game. I think I think I think no. I think a stodgy draw actually. But. Yeah, yeah, I can. I know what you mean with that. I mean, Betway I've got Norwich down as eleven to four to win, which I think is actually quite a decent price. Burnley are big favourites. <laughs> It'd be one of those games where after the first couple of minutes, you'll kind of get a much better idea of what's going to happen. If Norwich go for it and say, do you know what? We're confident. We know for a fact we can beat anyone on our day. Let's just go for it and have a great time doing it. You wonder if Burnley will have an answer to that. Well, the, but then Burnley are quite well organised, aren't they? So give them the Jeff Hendrick experience. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. Are you experienced? <laughs> we, shall, yeah. we shall find out. Um, let's look at Betway 4 to score then, guys. Of All course, right. each, each week we're participating in that. Um, it's a chance to win a, a huge prize for charity. Four to score entry is free over at betway.com forward slash four to score. Just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches each round. If you're correct, you can win up to £75,000 this week. It's rolled over again for this weekend. 
It's betway.com forward slash four to score. That's forward slash the number four and then to score. Of course, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. Jim, you've got Newcastle v Brighton this week and after your Anthony Martial debacle last week, mm-hmm. you've gone for a different flavour. Yeah, well, I, I looked at the um, possible lineups and I realised that Martial was very unlikely to start. <laughs> Again, yeah. Um, but um, both very low-scoring teams. So I've actually gone for no goal scorer. So that is an option available what? to you. You think it's going to be mm. nil-nil, you can select no goal scorer. Jim has done that Jimmy for Newcastle Campbell. v Brighton, Saturday at 5.30. Yeah. Um, Will Jamal Lascelles give away a penalty? You just don't know. Well, who knows? I thought <laughs> I've, I actually thought about maybe going for Miguel Almiron because it's surely a matter of time before he opens his account. Uh, um, you have but... not been watching much Miguel Almiron. <laughs> <laughs> That way lies failure. Jim. Yeah, <laughs> well, indeed. So I've gone for the more likely option of nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An absence. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for in the uh, uh, in the West Ham uh, Man United uh, match. I've gone for Marcus Rashford. Could have gone for Marshall because I think he's back for this match. Uh, but I'm going to go for old penalty taker extraordinaire. Marcus Rashy. Rashford. I've got Aston Villa against Arsenal at the Emirates at 4:30 on Sunday, and I've gone for Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Yeah, well, I got Smart the phone, Robert. Chelsea at home to Liverpool, of course. I can't see Liverpool losing this game. I've gone for Sadio Mane, um, and and of course, if if they did lose this game, it would it would upset Jurgen Klopp because uh, I forgot to say earlier that uh, he he said something wonderful after they lost to Napoli when he was moaning about the VAR decision. He said, "I could say a lot of things about it, but I'm not a bad loser. I'm not the best loser, but I'm not bad." Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Very self-aware of him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in summary, Newcastle v Brighton, we've gone for no goal scorer. West Ham v Man United, Marcus Rashford. Arsenal v Aston Villa we've gone for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Chelsea v Liverpool we've gone for Sadio Mane uh, betway.com forward slash four to score to play along current prize is 75,000 it's completely free to play so if you go out there just log in select your um, the players you want and if all of them are f- score first you win the prize as simple as that uh, bet the responsible way uh, go to begamblerware.org for more information lovely now it's time for going for gold so It's time to go for gold. Thank you very much to... My laptop's a bit slow. Alan. No, not that. Not that. Yeah, not that. Alan. I haven't got a name. I haven't got a name, never mind. Alan Valderrama. Uh, That was an email. Uh, First clue, I will get back to you on that one. I was born on the 15th of December, 1952. Oh, oh, oh. Who won last week? You, Jim? Uh, Yes. Um, Stop. Stan Bowles. No. <laughs> like that, Jim. <laughs> but I don't think he's ever been mentioned on Going for Gold and it's mm. been running for a while. 1952. Hmm. Ooh. 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 My career lasted from 1971 to 1989. Blimey. Blimey, O'Reilly. Stop. <clears throat> to Trevor Brookin. Incorrect. Stop. Alan Hansen. Incorrect. Stop. Uh, Graham Souness. Incorrect. I am the only player in football history to have scored in the final of all three major European club competitions. Oh, well, that, so that would be Cup Winners' Cup, wouldn't it? Cup yeah. Winners' Cup, UEFA Cup, and uh, obviously the European, European Cup. Cup. Might have even been yeah. the Fairs' Cup at the time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been. I think it would have been on his age. It would have been European Cup. I'm oh, sorry, UEFA Cup. Right. I think. Okay. With going deep. Mm. Oh, it's got to really do with our nationality here. Stop, yeah. <laughs> Ian Rush. It's not. He's not 67, is he? It's no Ian Rush. No. no. This is tough. From uh, come and bear it. From 1975 <laughs> to uh, 1978, I won the Bundesliga three times in a row with uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Stop. Go on, have a little oh, spin. Oh God, forgotten his bloody name. Have a little spin, Jim. Yeah, that is annoying. Because you've only chance oh. on this clue, mate. It is, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell! Stop, Gerd Müller. Now. Is it Paul Breitner? No. Oh, that's what I was going to say. All right. I thought you had that. Though. As well as the UEFA Cup title in 1975 and 1979. Stop. Bertie Vokes. No. Oh, is, it, is that a new clue? No, there was no. only one clue, but I got stopped. I think I know it. Stop. Oh, yeah. Karl Heinz Rummenigge. No. I think we're, so, we're all out of goes. Yeah, so go to the next clue. Bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought, no, no, I think Luke... Clue. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Luke uh, stopped in the middle. Souls. Uh, in Stop! <laughs> Felix McGat. No, it's oh, not. Oh, that'd have been nice. Imagine. Oh, that was for Hamburg anyway. That was yeah. for Hamburg. In uh, 1977, I entered the UEFA Cup final with Gladbach again, but ended up losing to the fi- uh, losing the final to Kevin King's Liverpool FC. Yeah. Later that same year, however, I won the Ballon d'Or with Keegan coming second. Oh. 
retribution kind of. About. Who would that be? That's Why is it so I... hard? <laughs> I love it. Is he German? It's quite old school, though, isn't it? This, he won the Ballon d'Or. Um, so is he, he's got to be German, isn't he? Unless it could be an old curvy ballie. We'll find out. An old curvy ballie? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't What does that What's mean? A curvy well, ballie? A curveball. Oh, a I banana see. shout. <laughs> yeah. um, I signed for FC Barcelona in 1979 and played for them until 1982, scoring 55 goals and winning the Copa del Rey as well as the European Cup Winners' Cup. Oh, Gordon Bennett. Gordon Ruddy it's really annoying when this happens. We've got yeah. so many clues, I'm going to rattle through. Oh, uh, stop. stop, hands crankle. Incorrect. <laughs> Lovely old job. Uh-huh. Uh, after Barca bought a guy called Diego Armando Maradona, I made the spectacular move to Charlton Athletic in the English second tier. Oh my That's, God. That doesn't help me That's at all. That's a move, innit? This is all before we were born, to be fair. <laughs> mm. Stop. Gerhard Fussball. In- <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Phil Adelphia. Now... <laughs> After a brief spell at Charlton, I returned to my Danish home club. Stop! Michael Laudrup. You idiot. Incorrect. Ugh. 1971. In no, Michael Laudrup was 67 God. years old. In 1983 and won one national championship with them. Uh, despite playing all of 1983 in the Danish top league, I was still voted third in that year's Ballon d'Or competition. Stop, Frank Arnson. Incorrect. Oh. He's um, Dutch anyway. Was he? Mm. Yeah. I had nothing. I am known for suffering a horrible leg break during the opening game of the 1984 European Championships between Denmark and France. Oh man, this is this ridiculous. Is this is absolutely ridiculous. So, so I feel like we've profiled this guy. Is that, is that, is that <laughs> the last clue? Think. No, we've the, got one bonus fact. The oh. most famous Danish player ever, by the sounds of it. Frank Arneson, not Danish. Really. I thought he was Dutch. I'll check. Well, I mean, it's not the answer anyway. So. I, uh, the final clue? I am mm-hmm. also known uh, for one. Oh, he's Danish. Sorry, yeah. Apologies, he's Danish. I am. You should be googling. Pete, Get is that the here. answer? I am also known. <laughs> no, I am also known for once breaking the arm of my teammate uh, Prebum Elkia, I think, uh, by hitting him with a shot on goal uh, during match. He's got a hot shot on him. He breaks arms with his goals. <sighs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop. In Jan Mulvey. Yeah, that was the only one I had. You heard me say that the emailer's name was Alan. That was me reading the name of the actual player it was. It was oh, Alan Simonson. Oh, one, one of the most underrated players in yeah. European football history. No. To the point where I completely forgot about his existence. <laughs> It'll break your arm. Lord. Yes. So you gave us half of the guy's name and we still, still couldn't get it. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't realise he gave us half Yeah, still. We had a clue. At the it's time. The, probably the worst we've ever done. I went, the only ba- Ballon d'Or winner to go on to manage Faroe Islands and Luxembourg, I'd say. Wow. Mm. Very strange career. Yeah. Was, uh, no one's really out. ever talked about him. We were beaten. Now we, we have. have. We were beaten yeah, for the first mugged. time this season. So well done. There we mm. are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the preview show sponsored by Betway on Football Ramble Daily tomorrow. I am back with Jonathan Wilson for another Greatest Games podcast. Don't miss out on that. You'd be an absolute mug if you did. Yeah. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye, guys. Say goodbye, PD. Bye. Say goodbye, Jimmy Kimball. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production. Come down to the Peaky Blinders.